Welcome to Mages and Murder Dads, the still probably, probably only podcast about Baldur's Gate and the Baldur's Gate series and playing the Baldur's Gate games all in sequence. I'm Cameron. I'm Danny. And uh, we're doing it still. We're still going. We're We're, still going. We're we're still making our way through, making our way downtown. And uh, so, yeah. I, I don't know, even know what to say here at the beginning. I mean, I'm surprised we've made it so far. <laughs> no, seriously, and, and welcome back. And welcome a, back. A genuine the... welcome back to our listeners. Mm-hmm. Uh, speak friend <laughs> and enter. Uh, you know what I mean? You know what I mean? Speak friend and enter. Oh, oh yes. <laughs> All right, yeah. Danny. So, uh, you know. Actually, you know, uh, I, had, I got a comment on the first episode. This might be worth seeing here at the top. So on your screen right now, you're watching this on YouTube because that that is the only platform we put this on. And um, what you're seeing is some footage that I've recorded that is kind of related to whatever we're talking about. Cool. That's all that's there. Yeah, it's not really a one-to-one representation. Um, There was a little bit of confusion about that last week. And uh, just I'm going to put that in the intro from now on. Mm Mm-hmm. Some version of that, but let's get into the the content proper, Danny. Let's uh let's talk about general question hour. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not, it seems like it seems like we're kind of organically growing the format of this podcast, and it seems like at the beginning we kind of talk about something a little abstract. Maybe we mm-hmm. don't do a play by play at the beginning. Maybe we ask a general question. So, what's your general question for uh, this podcast? Uh, it's gonna be, you know, when I was playing this week. Uh, you know, and we both tend to play this right before we record, or at least earlier in the day before. Keeps it fresh. Uh-huh, and we're we're recording late at night now, which we normally would not do. We normally wouldn't, so let's, uh, yeah. let's hope that works out. And uh, so I was thinking, wow, I play this game differently than I did to begin with, when I was a little, a wee little one mm-hmm. when this game came out. So this game came out in, I want to say, 1998. Mm-hmm. I believe, which means I probably would have played it in like 2002, mm-hmm. I would think. Um, and I played it a lot differently. So did you play this game differently when you played it for the first time? When I played it for the first time. So like many games that I played when I was as young as I played this. So I, I guess I would have probably played it in 99 to 2001, somewhere in that range. Mm-hmm. And kind of like like a, a panoply of, of games that I started I'm sure I never finished I'm sure that I, I'm pretty sure the first time I played this game I played it probably till I was about a quarter of the way and then I ran into some problem or I got too frustrated with a with a boss fight or something and then it just kind of like well that game is over (laughs) like Mm -hmm. oh okay well well i i'm i'm unable i'm not diligent enough to play the game so i think the the number one my number one answer to that question is i lack the diligence that i have now like the discipline Mm -hmm. in order to play this kind of game which this kind of game does require a certain baseline level of discipline just massive amounts of discipline (laughs) well so the reason that i was thinking about this is that uh about halfway through my play session today, I was just like, why did I choose to play as a sorcerer? This is awful. <laughs> like, okay. I've leveled up twice now and gotten no new spells. Can, do so you, I'm still can you just cast, rocking. like, more of the same no. spells? Oh, uh, yeah, I, got, I finally got one additional spell per day. <laughs> so I'm still rocking, like, to, like, being able to cast Charm Person and like chromatic orb or something it's a real bummer but then i was thinking this is exactly what i would have done when i played the game for the first time like i would have been like oh this is really cool sorcerers are dope just Mm. like i did this time Mm -hmm. and then uh and then uh suffered through it and so you know you were talking about kind of falling off because of a lack of discipline i think i fell off of this game a lot of times because i just made bad choices hmm 
So mm-hmm. really, in terms of the answer to your general question of how do you play it now versus then, for the, for you, the answer is no, you're playing it the exact same way. Yeah. You're still making bad decisions. Maybe you have more discipline to, to power through your bad decision now. Yeah, yeah. Let's hope. Um, well, yeah, you better hope I do. Um, <laughs> you, you really better hope. But uh, yeah, probably something like that. Or at least I'm better at uh, legitimating those decisions to myself. Mm-hmm. But you know, trauma is just experiencing the same thing over and over again. Mm, so, is that what they say? <laughs> mm-hmm, I think so. Uh, it's what what Freud said. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah. So, would you? Um, I I don't think you're power gaming your way through it now, but you've certainly created a profoundly powerful character. I think it's fair to say that I'm power gaming in a certain way. I still enjoy the story, and I still act as if I'm in the story. So I'm I'm not meta gaming. But Balthazar, the individual, like in his in in character, he is about growing more powerful. So, mm-hmm. like as a byproduct of that, it looks very close to power gaming. Mm-hmm. When yeah. he was a but a wee babe, he rerolled his stats in the womb <laughs> over and over again. Yeah, to to achieve tra- he's kind of it's kind of like a Scientology kind of thing. Yeah, uh, or yeah. maybe maybe a quantum thing. Like there were a million Balthazars, and this is just that one that was genetically perfect. I guess uh, it's pure will to power. <laughs> yeah. he, he willed himself into into existence. It's like but, the ontological argument for God, but with Balthazar instead, a being yeah. a being which no greater can be conceived. Yeah, he uh, he uh, can't make a sandwich <laughs> that he could not eat because he's so powerful. Yeah. Uh, if you hear uh, what sounds like horrifying gunshots off in the distance, uh, I can see it showing up in my, on my recording a little bit. Uh, it's because this is Fourth of July weekend. Oh, yeah, and it's yeah. yeah it's just not... letting the listeners know. Okay, but yeah, but would you have played that way as a kid? Like, did you did you reroll stats for hours? <sighs> not as a kid, I guess. Not as a, as a kid. As a, it's just as like... a teen tween and in between. I think that I rerolled a little bit. I didn't. I, don't, I think I didn't have a grasp on the mechanics of the game as much. So I probably ended up spending more time like reallocating points than rerolling them. Mm-hmm. And also, I think as a kid, I was more interested in. Ooh, I'm going to make the most niche character possible. It's going to be a a mage that multi like dual classes as a human into something else, and it's only going to be like enchantment spells. Yeah. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Yeah. Dang. So, like, also bad decisions, but just very complicated bad decisions. Where is it? So, if you like... could have been like a craftsman, <laughs> if there was some way to play Baldur's Gate as like a as someone who makes rocking chairs, that's mm. what you would have done. Yeah, it's like artisanal violins. Whereas your bad decisions are just bad. Like, it sounds yeah. like the sorcerer is just like an objectively worse version of of what a wizard could be. Yeah. If only I could go back and just be a <laughs> wizard. I, I have no idea what I was thinking. Like, I'm I'm like opening chests and stuff that are like full of spells mm-hmm. and i'm thinking oh heck yeah new spells <laughs> oh, no. and i'm thinking oh no new spells like for no one to use because i have no other mages in my party damn yeah it's a real it's a real bummer but yeah okay well we organically went through that first uh, segment of our show really well mm-hmm. so let's talk about what we did i think maybe there's a little bit less play this is a, probably a shorter play session uh, at least for me, it felt like I there I did fewer things during this time uh, than in the last episode. Do you feel well, the same way? I think that uh, so last episode. The only reason last episode was longer is that we we kind of artificially decided, okay, we're going to do like you know, Cameron and I sat down and we said, let's do five quests mm-hmm. on this. We're going to do this. Will be kind of the side quest episode. And side quests can be a little time-consuming. You're going back and forth, and, you know, completing them can take a little bit of time. That last episode could have been, a, like, a fourth of the time spent if we just said, okay, well, let's just go to Nashville, which yeah. is a, in a larger in a larger point, and I don't know if it's appropriate to say this, I, I think that the game kind of is engineered so that you could just kind of go to Nashville. You could you could skip all of those side quests, and you'd probably be okay if you just railroaded yourself to Nashville and and pushed your way through that content. So yeah, I don't know if, if you felt this way. I felt a little, maybe a, a half a level or a level over leveled um, for yeah. the content in Nashville. 
yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I'll talk about that when I talk about kobold later. But yeah, I certainly was like knee deep in kobold corpses. Sure. And even my sorcerer was able to like club them in the head and stuff. So, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, so, um, so yeah, so if you're playing along in the game, um, in this episode, we went from Baragos to Nashkel. Uh, it's kind of two outdoor areas. If you go directly, it's two outdoor areas, Nashkel itself. And then, um, then the Nashkel mines. There's also the Nashkel carnival. I did not go there though. Did you go to the carnival? Neither did I. Okay, so we'll talk about the carnival next episode because there's actually quite a bit of stuff there. I think. Oh wow! Uh, I think it's like it's a little quest hub almost for some uh, for several things. So, first thing I want to talk about in our journey to Nashkel is Bub Snicked. Damn. So, uh, so the first map south of Baragost, I like I did my thing where I uncovered the whole map, and uh, there's this guy called Bub Snicked, and he's just Wolverine. Hmm. From the X-Men. How? Uh, well, A, his name is Bub Snicked. Snicked is the noise that uh, Wolverine's claws make when they come out. Bub is what he calls everybody. Ah. And he just repeatedly talked about like how he could smell ogres. He's like, there's ogres around. And he's like, going to call you Bub. And then he doesn't call you Bub. He calls you like Chuck or something. <clears throat> uh, yeah. So anyway, so I see this dude. He tells me I smell ogres, and then there are ogrillians. Is that what they're called? I guess I ogrelons. Uh, ogrelons, maybe it's they're basically demi ogres, from what mm-hmm. I understand. They're not half ogres. That oh yeah, separate the, the classic demi ogre. <laughs> I think it, I think <laughs> this is the most D and D ass thing in the world. <laughs> yeah. A demi ogre, but you are right. Yeah, they're not half ogres. Yeah, that's a separate uh, a separate category altogether. Yeah, they're they're pseudo ogres. Mm-hmm. Oh yes, of course, the pseudo ogre, <laughs> like the pseudo dragon. Yeah, so also a real thing. Are these the ogrillians uh, that you failed to kill for good old um, Swedish name up in Baragost? No, or are these a I, different group. I never went back to try to do that. <laughs> I, I'm going to do that on my way back up, mm-hmm. um, uh, back up the Sword Coast. But no, so these are just like in the middle of the road. I imagine if you went south to Nashkel and you just walked down the road, you would have seen them too. Yeah. There's just like two of them with a dead dude there, like a dead halfling. Okay. And uh, they had a letter on them, and it said, hey, um, I'm coming back up from Om. It's like from a man to his wife, I think. And he's like, hey, I'm, I'm coming back. I'm not going to come by land, though. It seems real dangerous. I'm going to go by sea. I'll see you in a bit. Um, I'm going to send this halfling. With this letter, he seems pretty trustworthy. And the halfling is, is dead right south of Baragost. So. Mm-hmm. Um, and you were saying, we were talking a little bit before the episode, but you were saying that this is part of a quest, probably. It is, yeah. There is a... You've done one half of it, and I've done the other half, it sounds like. Like, I oh, okay. have the actual prompt for the quest. And the prompt for the quest is in the very far east of Baragos, there's a house and you can get into it from the side and you know there's a lot of houses in Baragos. you don't actually even see the doors like yeah. you just have to hover your mouse over an area and you can go into that house I yeah, can't Kagan's remember houses like that exactly so I can't remember if uh if it was one of those but it was kind of an obscure little house and there was a woman in the house uh, kind of lamenting how she hasn't heard from her husband and if and she knew that he was traveling with a halfling, something like that. So it, de- it definitely sounds like the other half of this quest. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, I'll have to go back up and do it. I did not. I did not travel back north uh, again. Is there anything that you saw that was cool in the countryside between? Point A and point B. So I think this is kind of the reason why maybe this episode will be a little shorter and the other one a little longer. When I was doing my side quest exploration, like you know, if you if you listened last episode, you 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 know we talked about Dritz and uh, and other folks. Uh, I kind of explored most of the way direct to Nashkel, right? Uh. So like a lot of that area that um that I that I covered. It was already already done from last episode, so yeah, I I, I poked around a little bit, but uh, not not too much else. It was pretty much a straight shot to Nashkel for me. Hmm. Yeah, well, I have all kinds of stuff. Um, so while I was running around this area, I found a hole in like a little cave 
and inside of that cave was a crate, and it had some gold, and it had a spell, and there were a bunch of rats and bats in the cave. Oh yeah, this was it was one room, there. right? It was yeah. just one circular, maybe oval room with an entrance on one side, and this thing's in the middle. Yeah, a hundred percent. That's it. That's the whole thing there. And I, as soon as I did it, I was like, "This is so profoundly Dungeons and Dragons." Yeah. Right. It's just like here's a thing. There's some treasure there. I've rewarded you for searching out a hole in the ground in the woods. Mm-hmm. Congratulations. Mm-hmm. And you know uh, that works half the time, right? Sometimes it, you're rewarding the players for discovering the hole, mm-hmm. and the other half of the time, there's just a bunch of half ogres down there, and they surround you immediately. And then murder you. Yeah, and I that's quick your... saved. <laughs> yeah. Right before going in there. Yeah. Like a hundred percent. Yeah. That is the that is the privilege of playing on a computer versus having a dungeon master actually curate your you an experience where half ogres murder you. I guess you could just say quick save. Like, <laughs> let's quick save right here. <laughs> let's go on back if it's full of half ogres, ogrelians, and full ogres. Yeah. All so Nashkel, yeah, that's Nashkel. where I, you know I said I had a lot of stuff to talk about in between. I don't. That's really there's a <laughs> that's, whole. That's really. Rocks. By the way, before we move to Nashkel, did you ever see um, in one of these areas? And I can't remember because you know there's probably four areas you could travel between Baragost and Nashkel, right? And in the uh, yeah, I think yeah, so. and in the southern edge of one of those areas, there's there's some water features and kind mm-hmm. of. Um, and some rocky outcroppings. And you can kind of, uh, f- if you approach f- from the east going west, you can get to into the bottom of this area. And there looks like there should be a cave, but you can't go into it. Did you ever see that? No, I didn't. Okay. Well, hmm. I, I, it makes me wonder if it's going to be like an added feature or if it was something that just didn't make the game. But anyway. Oh, uh, that's weird. Yeah, no, I didn't. I did see a submerged house. There's like some water and there's... A roof there, but there's no like quest or anything involved with it. Yeah, I think. And I you may can get like a tooltip, and it's like this house has been submerged in a while for a long time. Do you think it's a quest later, or do you think it's just one of those half finished things like Kagan's quest? Yeah, I, d- I have no idea. I have a really great update on Kagan's quest, by the way. Excellent. Uh, real kick in the teeth. So mm-hmm. that's our bonus for sticking around for the end of the episode. You'll get to hear what the hell happens. You'll also get to hear about, quote-unquote, Danny's big problem, which is all that's written in the show notes, and that's well, going to be at the end of the Well, there's also too, a so. parenthetical expression. This mm-hmm. might take a while to explain. Yeah. <laughs> on yeah. parentheses. Uh, yeah. Which, which is uh, a real bonus. So stick <laughs> around for the end of us talking about proceeding through several layers of mines in a classic <laughs> D&D fashion yeah. in order to find out about Danny's big problem. But so, Nashkel, mm-hmm. we get there. Full of the Flaming Fist. We've talked a little bit about the Flaming Fist before, but they're kind of like uh, mercenaries that kind of are trying to get rid of bandits in the area. They're trying to solve the problems of the Sword Coast. Mm-hmm. I, but I guess also, there's definitely unit? like a, there's a there's a fascist tinge to them, and they they're also very suspicious of spellcasters. We had the Nera thing, right? Mm-hmm. Mm. The, that was the uh, Thayan wizards. Oh, that's right. Okay, the Red Wizards of Thay. So the only other interaction I remember with the Flaming Fist is, I think at one point in the game, they just talk to you while you're out in the wilderness. There's a patrol, and they're like, hey, are you guys bandits? We're killing mm-hmm. bandits. And you can just like say, no, we're not. And then they walk on. Like yeah. very, very much unlike the re- the way the rest of this game works, where it railroads you into one conclusion. <laughs> they just kind of like, oh, okay. And then they walk yeah. away. Well, or they would say, okay, and you would never see them again. They would sure. never appear <laughs> uh, remotely in this in this game again. Yeah. But yeah, so full of the Flaming Fist. They've got a garrison there. Mm-hmm. I'm not quite sure if the Flaming Fist are the Amish, not Amish, I guess, Omnian, A-M-N. No, it is Amish, right? Amish? Om- I think you'd have to put Omnish. You'd have to. Omnish. Yeah. Um, I, the, are they the Omnish army? I think mean, it's kind of the omni, omni, Oms irregular harder, military right? force. Yeah, it is. It oh, okay. Is. Um, I guess that makes sense. But they don't show up. They don't show up in Baldur's Gate two, which is interesting. I guess. But yeah. Um, anyway, that's some. That's some good, nice crosstalk here. Yeah. <laughs> in the middle of the episode. <laughs> but anyway, so get the Nashkel. It's full of that. And uh, the first thing I see when I get there is Rasad, the mm-hmm. NPC. Did you see Rasad? Rasad, I did. And is Rasad new? Yeah, Rasad is. is a brand new, 
as far as I can tell, a brand new NPC from the Enhanced Edition. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, I remember I approached uh, I approached this uh, this NPC, and he was kind of doing a little bit of evangelizing almost. Right. Mm-hmm. He was talking mm-hmm. some religion, talking, and it seems like. Uh, and it, from the from the beginning of the conversation, I'm thinking, is this guy a Cirque du Soleil performer? He's talking about performing feats of agility, what have you. And then it kind of all comes together. Okay, this must be a monk. Like, A, he's talking about, like, balanced dexterity, etc. B, he's being a little, you know, you know, evangelizing a little bit. And mm-hmm. C, he has, like, the, he's voiced over, and there's this, like, Asian tint to his voice. Like, kind of like this pan-Asian like mm-hmm. dialect or, or like mystical or mystical like or kind it's of... it's unclear the orientalism makes it very unclear yeah yeah um so there's kind of th- those confluence make me think okay this person is uh this person is a monk and um he's we're kind of having a little conversation he's a monk of saloon i believe is that correct yeah 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 and so saloon... which i don't really know what saloon is all about Saloon in the Forgotten Realms. This is bringing me a little bit of meta knowledge here. I don't know if, mm-hmm. not, but um, Saloon is kind of an elven deity that is about the stars and uh, and kind of shining light on darkness. Um, she also in the Forgotten Realms has some stuff like um, the arts in her kind of uh, domain, those kind of things. And her mortal enemy is Shar, which is the kind of midnight uh, new moon complete darkness so it's kind of like a a light versus dark thing going on okay yeah but anyway uh this this kind of drunk interrupts rasad and you have the opportunity to kind of like add rasad on um while this drunk is kind of interrupting him or you can kind of be like oh well it's cool that you're so patient and uh tranquil even while this guy's interrupting you so that's yeah what did you uh what did you say um i kind of uh did you say beat that dude's ass, Rasad? <laughs> I did Get not. Him. I did Get not. Him. Yeah, okay. I, I didn't. I, I I think he kind of um, he 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 won me over with his with his nice guy routine at the beginning. So I didn't want to needless. Also, I have a goal at this point in the game of saying I want an all melee party. So I'm like, mm-hmm. I think I want this monk. Oh, yeah. So do you have that monk? I do. Is this part of Danny's big problem? <laughs> there, there is a Danny's big problem element to this monkey. <laughs> okay, okay, well, we'll talk mm-hmm. about it later. Then. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so other stuff that happened right there at the top uh, of Nashkill. There's yet another assassin. You know, we've talked multiple times. Over each one this... stronger than the last. Yeah, each one kills me <laughs> five times more than the no, not really. I think this one. I think I got her all in one go. Um, partially because I think we're a little. My party's a little over leveled for uh, for Nashkill, but. Uh, yeah, so Nira, she comes up, and she starts wailing on my party, and I was like, hell no, you're not. I think I charmed her first, and then beat her up, so even even worse. Mm. Um, it, it didn't feel like a fair fight. Um, so yeah, it was kind of a bummer, but she has a enchanted helm. Yeah. That's, that's you see in the dark if you wear it, so that was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And then I and then I had a dream. I imagine you just turned her into like little uh, little chunky bits. Yeah, more or less, and it's all and it's all Balthazar too, like because because of his move speed bonus as a barbarian. So like he's there yeah. and already killed by the time the party clears the doorway. So when we inevitably do Icewind Dale, are you just going to make six barbarians <laughs> and have them storm upon everybody? Well, um, I guess we just use the party, right? Oh, but you can only import your main character. Is that accurate? I looked into it. I think you actually can't import. I think I was wrong okay. for that last one. Yeah. Okay. But it would have the same class stuff as Baldur's Gate 2, so you could just make your same dude again. Okay. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Interesting, yeah. Worth thinking about. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, and then, so I went to sleep at whatever the Nashkel Inn is or whatever it's called, and I had a weird dream that was... Like about Gorion, and he was like, "You're you're you're not like them. You're not like those Maddows." Mm. And and then like Candlekeep turned into like uh like a shifting brick fortress. Yeah, I was like kind of half paying attention. I'll be honest, but it was story important. I think. Well, I think kind of the gist of it is Gorion. Like you are haunted by the disappearance of uh, Gorion. Also, I, I remember a lot more about it. I remember. Um, I remember 
you seeing his death over and over again. Mm-hmm. Like you were visualizing his death over and over again. And the last line of it is, you know, as you fall into sleep, you just keep repeatedly seeing Garion get struck down over and over by this figure. And the last lines is, you get used to it eventually. Dang. Yeah. Dang. I want to get used to it. That's bad. Oh, man. Oh, That's man. It's very bad. But then when I woke up, I had a new ability. Did you get a new ability? I did get a new ability. What was your new ability? I got a minor drain. Whoa, you got minor drain? Yeah. It's a 10-point life link, basically. I got cure light wounds. So you know what I think... What the my my assumption is, I still have negative reputation oh. from from killing that guard in the first fifteen yeah. minutes of the game <laughs> when you killed him in the friendly arm in. No, when I killed the guard in Candlekeep. Oh, oh, that's right, that's right, that's right. I'm sorry. Literally, Dang. I go into the inn, buy a sword, <laughs> and then, then I have this deadly altercation. So that bumped me down like five points, and I haven't made it up yet. So you're so, just running around being evil. No, I'm not. That's kind of the only evil thing I've done. Well, it's like a bad... That's a big evil thing. That's mm-hmm. not a minor evil thing, killing a, a guard at your hometown where there's 11 people that live there. It it felt it felt right at the time, and I've been doing <laughs> what feels right the rest of the game, and I've been a good person the rest of the game, so I don't know. Maybe, maybe morality is more complicated than this alignment system. Uh, I don't know. Then the, then the reputation system. I actually have my own <laughs> reputation system story, so okay, um, we'll we'll pocket that. But okay, so you think the reputation has given you the drain? I think ability? I think that if you have negative reputation, you end up getting drain, and if you don't, you probably end up getting the the cure light wounds. Dang, I'd rather have the drain. <laughs> well, the cure you can't use the drain in downtime, right? Mm, like that, that doesn't yeah, I guess that so. doesn't help your downtime. Like because right now when you hit rest. Yeah, you, uh, you cast prob- your spells. It, you, yeah, you can check that box in options where you cast all your healing spells. So it like significantly speeds up how how much uh, how long that takes. Once again, foreshadowing Danny's big problem. Oh no, this is gonna be Danny's big problem. Oh, I'm I'm so excited. <laughs> I I totally I have such a good inkling of what Danny's big problem is now. Yeah, um, and the thing is, Kunzelman does not know what Danny's big problem is. It is no, a, it is a mystery. So you will find out, viewer, listener, at the same time he does. Mm-hmm. Viewer will too. Everybody yeah. will. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's gonna be great. Okay, so uh, other stuff in Nashkill. I got to meet Baron Gastkill. Mm. Uh, that's the mayor, who's basically like, yeah, you can go to the mines. People are dying in the mines. There's not a lot of ore coming out. If you remember from, I think we talked about it last episode, the big problem in the region is that uh, the ore um, is, uh, there's a shortage of iron ore, and what ore does exist is really crappy. Yeah. And so that means that things like your weapons break all the time. All the time. And you know, it just (laughs) depends on the play session, because I think it's a static 1% to 2% chance on hit. Basically, Dang. so you can run. I think I, I I did the whole like first two sessions didn't have a weapon break. This session it was every fight. It was absurd. I ended up going somewhere and just buying five two handed long swords, <laughs> so I do it just so I could replace them. But it was it was it, it got to be really annoying. Yeah, I had the same problem. I, eventually, I was fighting, and I was like, why am I having such a hard time with this? <laughs> and I realized that three of my characters' weapons had broken. <laughs> it was a real bummer. Um, but yeah, so I met him, and I think that that's one of the first times uh, in this game where we're getting to see some really cool world building through the the characters, uh, through the, the kind of big main NPCs. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the times, it's, you know, uh, a character comes up, you say, hey, and they're either... A uh, like a gimmick character, like Bub Snicked that I talked sure. about before, where it's like if you get the joke, it's funny, and if you don't get the joke, well, you just kind of wasted a couple minutes. Um, this is a character like Baron Gaskill shows up, and he's like, "Hey, you want to help us out?" And you can kind of be like a jerk about it. You can ask for more money. Uh, you can kind of go a few ways, and he really reacts in a real way to mm. that. He's like, I don't know if I want to deal with a jerky adventurer, but I guess I have to deal with a jerky adventurer. Um, some of the NPCs in this game just kind of feel like a good DM, right? Like mm-hmm. someone who really thinks about what characterizes uh, just an NPC and then kind of follows through with it. 
Um, whereas like that's not in every bit of this game. There's a, there's a really wide differential in the the writing skill on display in this game. Yeah. I don't know. I think maybe because I must have chosen like the most streamlined conversation option with him. He felt very much like a person. I was in the middle of Nashkel City proper. Mm-hmm. I was walking. He, was. he he rolls up to me, like in three sentences, tells me the problem. I picked a conversation option, and he's like, "Awesome, cool." And then we just kind of walked off to the mine. <laughs> it felt very much like, "All right, you need to get to these mines, guys. You've, you've been mm-hmm. taking a long enough time." Here's the quest prompt, bam. So Yeah, but, I think you gotta sass him a little you bit. You gotta sass him a little bit. Mm-hmm. So you're playing you're good, but you're sassy. I just like I think I thought the sassy option was funny, I think. Mm, okay. So I went for that. Yeah. Uh so yeah, so I do that. So then as soon as I got that quest, I was like, heck yeah, here we go. We're going to the Nashkel Mines. And as I was leaving the city, I had to encounter Nuber. Oh, probably the worst uh one of the most dangerous <laughs> I don't know about dangerous, but one of the most annoying uh, characters in this game. Maybe one of the most annoying characters ever made in a in game, all period. Games. In all games, period. So he's just an NPC, and NPCs in this game kind of can follow the script of, like, they pick a character, and then they move to that character, and they talk to them. Like, that's how 99% of conversations work if you're not initiating that conversation yeah. in Baldur's Gate. And Nuber, what he does is he initiates a conversation that is one line. It's like a goofy statement or a terrible question. Like, are you adventurers? Mm -hmm. And you can't respond to him. And then it closes out. He waits like two seconds and then does the same thing again. And he'll do it forever. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, with a different thing. With a different like He'll do it until you murder him. So I literally, as soon as that began happening to me, I remembered Nuber and I ran away. I ran off the map. Oh, so he tried to initiate. No, he did it one time, and I was like, or maybe twice, and I was uh, like, no, uh not me. Mm. And I got the hell out of there. So yeah, I, I was unlucky. The first time I came into Nashkel, I encountered Nuber before anyone else. Mm-hmm. So that's a oh, so you came from like the east yeah, side. Yeah, exactly. I came from the east. And, um, so I see him before even Edwin on the bridge. Oh, no. And so I'm thinking, so I can either leave and then come back from a different angle, or I've just got to kill this guy. So I just killed him, and I'm chaotic neutral, you know? That's just... No uh, one knew? No one knew. Did you not take a reputation hit? I think I was, like, still out, because he initiates and there's no guards around. Not two seconds ago, you were like, well, I'm not playing evil. Well, you, look, you killed a civilian. I killed a civilian. I understand. I killed an inside joke in this game. Right. That, you can you can metagame <laughs> legitimize it to yourself all day long. I'm just saying. I love that. I love that you're talking about Balthazar. His like power, His desire is to become more powerful in the world, and mm-hmm. that more powerful is is decreasing annoyance. <laughs> like that's part of it. Well, yeah, it does make his it makes his day in Nashville a lot less efficient. Right. That's true. Mm-hmm. That's true. But um, no, I just rolled in. Nuber like talks to me three times. I realize he's not going to stop. Yeah. And then I kill him. And then I uh, and then I roll over a bridge. And there's a fellow named uh, Edwin there. Wants mm-hmm. me to wants me to kill a witch. I yep. say I say no. I don't. I, why do you want to kill this person? And he doesn't tell me why so i'm not mm-hmm. i'm not having any part of that and so you've slayed him in the streets for daring not to reveal his information to you no he walks away and then i i'm walking through nashville later and i and he's just kind of sitting there and then i talk to him and then he attacks me he like he he goes red dang really Be- because i didn't help him yeah i didn't have that happen there's another npc in this town that goes red if you don't help them who is that it's minsk Oh, Minsk does. Yeah, if you if you say so, there's a there's a beloved NPC which you should probably introduce Minsk, like the idea of Minsk. Yeah, so both Minsk and Edwin are uh, two different characters. They they have a similar. Um, oh, I'm gonna sneeze. Hold on. Maybe it's gonna happen. I'm I'm gonna leave all of this in. Okay. I'm leaving every single bit of this in. You you feeling all right? I feel like I need to sneeze. Mm-hmm. And I'm not. It's kind of wait. Hold on. <laughs> Maybe not. Okay. Anyway, so there are two. Uh, there are two NPCs. So Edwin that we've already talked to, who is a wizard, mm-hmm. and he's a red wizard of Thay. 
Yeah, like but he's a like in the Forgotten Realms fantasy world, they're they're the baddies. They're yeah. like the real bad wizards. Some real baddos. And so he wants to kill Dinah here, mm-hmm. who is a witch. There is Minsk, who is a fighter slash ranger. Fighter ranger. That's right. A fighter ranger who can berserk. And he also wants to uh, deal with Dinah here, but he wants to rescue her. Mm-hmm. So Edwin wants you to go to the Knoll Fortress and kill her, and uh, Minsk wants you to go with him to rescue her. Mm-hmm. And so Minsk has this uh, a little hamster, which is a miniature giant space hamster. Yeah. Uh, named Boo. And it's mm-hmm. like a little inventory guy. You can't and remove him. You can't move him, but you can click on him, I think. I think you can use him in a quick slot. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, anyway, so like, uh, you know, Minsk is somewhere between like, you know, had a severe brain in- injury, talking and always having to talk to his little boo. The um, giant space hamster. Miniature gi- giant space hamster. Yeah. And just uh, being a cool guy. Mm-hmm. And both of these characters can, or not can, they do show up in Baldur's Gate 2. I, I think even if you killed them right here, they would still appear. Correct. Yeah. I, I don't think that there's, at this time, there was not strong controls over that kind of thing. So. Yeah. Um, okay, so yeah. So I didn't know that Edwin would attack you, and I guess that Minsk does too? Yeah, so uh, the first time I met Minsk, I wasn't sure I wanted him to be in my party, so I quick saved and I talked to him. I was just, and I just kind of told him, "Nah, I I would rather not." But it may be a specific conversation option where you say, "Look, I think you're a little too headstrong. Maybe a, maybe a little bit ruder than that." Mm-hmm. And he goes crazy and he attacks you. So Dang. yeah, but then I reloaded and I was like, "You know what? I want my." I decided on my party composition: Muscle Bros. Muscle Bros. Dot Party. That's okay. What, that's what that's what the party's gonna be. Mm-hmm. So you know, I've got Kagan in there. Let's let's throw in uh, let's throw in Minsk, and, uh, and we'll get this monk. It'll be a fun time. Who'd so. you get rid of to put in Minsk? Emmeline. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Okay. No time for your adopted sister. No time. No. Okay. All right. So you got them. Yeah. Um. That's great. I heard two quests before I left Nashkel, but I didn't take either of them, or I didn't try to do them. Presumably, mm-hmm. I'll do them next one. I heard about Prism, who was like a, crafts- a craftsman who's gone mad, and he's like carving in cliffs and stuff. Yeah. I didn't see where that was. And then Captain Brage, or Brage, B-R-A-G-E, uh, who is like uh, the captain of the guard, who basically uh, like raged out and killed a bunch of people and then ran off into the wilderness. Yeah, something do. Fell, you know, flew off the handle. Basically, yeah. we don't know why. We don't know why. So those will come back up. I just, I wanted to, to breadcrumb them, in this episode of the podcast, mm-hmm. for the next episode. So, uh, then I went to the mines, and on my way to the mines, I got waylaid by, uh, bandits. Did you get waylaid by bandits? Did this I, to you? I too got waylaid by bandits, and I think everyone gets waylaid by bandits the first time they try to go to the mines. Okay, I'm, I'm just a... gonna, I'm just gonna guess. I, I'm assuming. Guess. I'm assuming, but maybe if you didn't talk to this guy, maybe before, you know, I don't know. I, I, I have no idea. So, uh, yeah. So there are these two like bandits, I guess. That, I, that doesn't feel like appropriate for them, but two bandits and a two bunch of desperados, little, we'll say. Sure, and a bunch of little bros. Um, and they're like, "Hey, give us all your money, or we'll kill you." Blah blah blah. And uh, out of the shadows. All their dudes start dying. Mm-hmm. They're little, they're little minion bandits. And uh, Dorn, the like half orc that we talked about way back in episode one, the rude guy. The rude guy. He shows up and he's like, "Hey, I'm murdering y'all. <laughs> you left me for dead. Yeah, and I, I'm, I'm, I'm just straight up gonna murder you now. Here I come." And then he does it. He does it. And you know what? He can't fail. Oh yeah. He can't fail. So this is uh, this is a little section because Dorn is a new character. This little mm-hmm. section's all new to the Enhanced Edition, and because it's new in the Enhanced Edition, there's a few things that don't work like the rest of the game, right? Mm-hmm. So the first is uh, in the rest of the game, if your party does not strike the killing blow on a monster. You do not get experience, right? So a good example of this is when you go to the uh, friendly arm inn and you're ambushed by that first mage on the on the steps of the of the inn, right? Mm -hmm. And that that fight that used to be really difficult, now it's it's a little easier. 
Um, if the guard kills that guy, you don't get any experience. So that's Dang. it's always been worth it to me to like reload to make sure I get that experience because it's like a big chunk of experience at that point. Yeah, yeah definitely. Um, in this section, you could do nothing, and every and when he kills uh, these two desperados, you get full experience. So that's like mm. the first your your first clue. Something's weird. Second clue is Dorn cannot die in this scene. It's not possible for him to die, um, which is different. Like, for example, Nira, um, you can you can play, and when Nira is encountered by the Red Wizards of Thay, they can kill her. Like, they can just like roll well in the first like second or two of that combat, and she will die. Right. Dang. Um, Dorn, however, when he gets to like, he can get low on health, but when he gets low on health, he starts taking damage, and he will literally say, "There's a dialogue thing where he says, I cannot fall.'" And oh. um, and so the, you really let this play out. I let it play out. Um, and I even like I was wondering, man, this is weird. I attacked him. He did not turn hostile. I was doing damage to him, mm-hmm. and he wasn't taking it. So like, he gets to like twenty percent health, and he'll no longer take damage. He'll mm-hmm. it'll say that he's taking damage, but it will not deplete his life total. Protected NPC. Yeah, so he's got, this is, D, he's got DM armor. He's got story D, ar- he's got armor. story armor, but no, but that's the thing. This is an enhanced edition thing. Old mm-hmm. Baldur Gate characters they don't have story armor. Like yeah. they can just die, and it's a part of the game. So that was like an interesting thing. But yeah, he he murderifies all these people, and and of course you can help him. Yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, at the end, so this really kind of messed me up. So at the end, I was like, uh, you know, he, he murders those dudes, and he's like, hey, you are, in, in my case, he was like, Ticklevar. Mm. He's like, hey, bro, you want to hang out? You want to, you know, I've got four people I need to murder. These are two of them. As you can see, I've murdered them. <laughs> I got more people to murder. You want to go hang out? Uh, you know, you want to help me do that? And initially, I was like, sure. And so I said yes, and it brought up the little thing of, like, who to kick out of my party. Mm-hmm. And then I realized I took a reputation hit Two for points. recruiting him. Two points. And I was like, what? Oh, I, A, who says I'm going to murder anybody with this guy? Mm-hmm. And B, there, there's nothing really to suggest that he's evil. Like straight up an evil person that will damage your reputation for being around him. Well, I mean, you may not know that, but the rest of the Forgotten Realms knows that if he is in your party... That speaks that that rubs off on you. I'm just saying that the game is not very good at signaling how clearly evil this person must be. Okay, so how'd you react? Uh, I immediately was like, "Oh heck, no, no, I'm not." And so I like chose him to kick out of the party, oh. and I got my reputation back. Oh yeah, so yeah, it's you don't lose it for good. It's just like a, you you are two reputation down as long as he's in the party, but you can get your two reputation back at any time by kicking him out. But here's the weird thing. I, my reputation is at 12, which is, like, right above pure neutral, because I think you start at 10. Sure. And so I've got I've got gained a little bit of reputation. And I'm now getting the barks from everybody that are, like, you know, like the little speech things that they say while we're running around. That are like, hey, uh, like, uh, Khalid is like, hey, could you stop being evil, please? Mm. So, yeah, now they think I'm evil, even if I am numerically not evil. Mm. Well, maybe they're just reacting to the last reputation change you had. Right? I guess. It's a real bump. Well, the last reputation change would have been plus two. Oh, yeah. No, you're right. Weird. Anyway, so, I did all that. Kicked that dude out. Told him to get the heck out of there. Went to the Nashville Mines. I left him in. He's a muscle bro. He's he's in your muscle bro party? He's in my muscle bro so party. So your party's evil. You're like full of evil dudes. I've got Kagan and him. They're evil. I've got the monk. The You've monk got is yourself. good. And I've got myself, chaotic neutral. I've got Kivan, who's good. Mm-hmm. I had to kick out Jahira and Khalid, though, mm-hmm. um, to make room. So, Also, Jahira's not really fitting in. Not necessarily because she's not a bro, but because she casts spells, and we're just not about that in the muscle bros. <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, so, yeah, so I go to the mines. Um, get told about little demons. Yeah. Did you learn about little demons? So basically, you go to the entrance of the mines, um, 
and you got to talk to Emerson, who's maybe like the the foreman or what have you. He'll mm-hmm. he'll actually let you into the mines. And the first level of mines, meet a bunch of emaciated miners who are just like desperate for a union, right? Like yeah, they need it. it they is, need Eugene Debs to show up. Forgotten is, Realms, Eugene Debs. It is time in Forgotten Realms. An injury against one is an injury against us all. But mm-hmm. So they're having a bad time. Their barks are terrible. They're like verbal barks. They're like coughing. I think I'm coughing up blood. <laughs> it's terrible. One um, is just a scream. Like an just... ear-shattering. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, <laughs> It's some bad stuff. And on that first level, they're basically just like, yeah, it sucks. Our lives suck. Um, The iron's terrible. And I think in this first level, you can pick up an example of the contaminated iron in some of the mine cards. Mm -hmm. Um, And so we're getting into some real D&D mine shit. This is like, this is some straight up Diablo level. You've got to like hug a right wall to make sure you explore everything because... These things are like they're just dead ends. They're looping around. It's it's so you're right at home if you know about you know D and D map tropes. Um, and then I think that's more or less all that there is on the first level. There's a fellow who like wants you to take a dagger to one of his compadres uh, down a level, but I didn't think I don't think I ran into anything else on that first level. Did you did you were you able to take the dagger to the guy? I did. I didn't do that. I just never found the guy. I <laughs> never, never did fa- it. Yeah, he's in like one room with uh, with an Amish guard. Free dagger. Free dagger. Yeah. So it's got a nice name too, right? Yeah. So 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 these little demons are uh, kobolds, mm-hmm. and they're everywhere. There's five hundred of them. Five hundred. I'd say they kind of. There's one on the first floor, maybe. Yeah. yeah and then it one. starts in earnest on the second floor, on the level two. And so there's not really. That much in these mines, like you're saying, no. it's just kind of like D and D ass D and D here. Yeah, uh, encounter to encounter, but there is some brilliant design in the way that it slowly becomes more difficult. Um, so, like you know, it goes from being like five kobolds at a time to like seven kobolds at a time, and then seven kobolds, and some of them have flame arrows. Mm. And I think that that like slow, you know, I I was over leveled for all of it, so it wasn't. You know, I I wasn't dying a bunch of times. I think I did die a couple times in the mines, though. Uh, Just to my main character being shot, like, on site by kobolds. Yeah. But but I do like like, this linear progression of, like, as you get toward the center of this, like, problem area that's messing up the whole world... Mm-hmm. Um, there's kobolds with fire arrows, right? And, and you, you can tell these aren't like just... kobold commandos. Yeah, they're, like, they're the ones, yeah. Mm-hmm. And you can tell that they're not... Like, this is more nefarious than just some monsters who are here. Yeah. I like that kind of... There's some environmental storytelling going on with that. And also the kind of slow transition from mine on the, you know, on the second floor. You go down a level, and then you get in this mine, but there's like a, a, a magma crevasse, basically. Yeah. And there's a bridge over it. And then you get into like, okay, this isn't mines anymore. This is some kind of subterranean lair. There, something's going on here. There's giant spiders in there. There's giant spiders in there. There's a few um, acidic blobs if you go mm-hmm. all the way around in the kind of the central chamber. But it mm-hmm. all kind of leads you to this big circular chamber with a basically a stalagmite in the middle. And there's like a room in that stalagmite. And that's kind of where the final confrontation occurs. Yep. And so when you get in there, there is a character, a dude, mm-hmm. named... Zan? Zan, sure. He's like an elf. Mm-hmm. And uh, I told that dude to get the hell out of there. <laughs> he, like, you can recruit him. He's an NPC. He's been taken captive mm-hmm. by whoever's leading these people. And I was like, hey, get the hell out. I don't, I don't want to deal with you. He's super depressed all the time. I've got one bad wizard already. <laughs> one bad spellcaster. I don't need two. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm assuming the muscle bros did not let him into there. No, we just told him, you're too depressing. Get out of here. Dang. Muscle, bro, muscle bros are party bros. Yeah. It's kind of like, yeah, it's kind of like, you know, A, you you waggle your fingers. You don't swing an axe. B, you're kind of just a bummer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's that might be more important. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah. So inside this place, there was a dude named Mullahay. Mm-hmm. The game actually says his name for you in a voiceover, and I've forgotten already. Mulahay, yeah, something along those lines. But he's uh, a half orc. Yeah, 
which like, I didn't know. Just I don't like know Balthazar. how you would know that. Well, I mean, I have oh. Yeah, I knew. Was he your long-lost brother? No. Just a jerk. Just a you jerk could, face. <laughs> you, could, you could have role-played that. <laughs> um, and Yeah, but he's like a cleric, which I think is really cool. I like when... Like the leaders of stuff are something more complicated than like a fighter, sure, you know? or mm-hmm. a wizard, a bad wizard, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so yeah, so I got in a fight with that dude. Tell me about your fight you had with Mullahay. Mullahay's interesting. Um, there's two interesting things about him, right? The first is when you one and- half, the <laughs> other orc, yeah. <laughs> Uh, what's the other half? Tune in on episode nine. We're gonna we're gonna really stretch it out. Um, <laughs> But yeah, the first thing is when you actually engage him, he calls for help. He calls mm-hmm. for help. And from behind you, because his, his chamber is basically like a one-way thing, and you're coming inside, and he's at the end of the chamber. You meet in the middle. And you get surrounded because he calls for help, and a bunch of skeletons and kobolds pour in from the entrance you just entered. Right. So yeah, immediately, I think it's nine enemies. Yeah, it's nine a lot. additional it's a, enemies. It's a good little amount. And this is interesting because your back line, because you set up your formation as you're rolling around these maps, right? And your back line's generally, you know, maybe for Kunzelman's party, it's probably him and Emowyn, right? Mm-hmm. I'm in the I I have the weird like inverted triangle ah, structure. Okay, yeah. But anyway, it's your your back line is generally your weaker people, so they're immediately they've been flanked, and that's that's a problem, right? So that's the first interesting thing you've got to navigate with this fight. That's not a problem with the Muscle Bros. The Muscle Bros. can't be front flanked, right? Mm-hmm. They're they're all front line. <laughs> it's just a continuous, you know. It's a you know the Muscle Bros. are a flat circle. When if you're comes. a listener to this, please create an infographic about the Muscle Bros. <laughs> and uh, and send that to me on Twitter. Um, and the second thing is when you get him to about thirty percent health, maybe twenty five, somewhere around there. He begs for mercy, mm-hmm. and because I'm chaotic neutral and I'm not consistent, and I'm, I'm not being evil right now, I'm like, okay, well, tell me what you know, and mm-hmm. then he immediately says, ha ha, gotcha, and then he starts attacking me again. Dang. I think, he, a- might, I think he may have like called more people, too. Oh, that's even more brutal. Yeah, so th- then I, uh, I don't know, then, then we, uh, we hit him with our big swords, and then he died. <laughs> he died. Um <laughs> So I I didn't go directly into a fight with him. Mm-hmm. I talked to him, and he said, uh, uh, did Tazok send you, I think? I think he brings up Tazok. That's right. Yeah, he asked me that, and I took the second option where, like, I don't give a damn. You better tell me what you're up to. And then oh, I was like, yeah, Tazok sent me. I'm going to murder you and take your job. Look and, at you. You're lying. Well, then he said, because I just wanted to see what, you know, I'm getting some info from him. And uh, I was like, um... Uh, you know, you, tell me whatever you know or whatever. And he says, go get my letters out of my chest. And when you go touch the chest, then he aggros you. So you're like all Ooh. the way in his chamber. Mm-hmm. It's especially disadvantageous. So, uh, but yeah, it took me a few times. It took me like two or three times to beat it. I think I killed him every time. Um, and then got killed by all his additional bros. Mm. The other times, which is a bummer. Yeah. No, it's but, a, uh... That's a that's a neat uh, given the limitations of the way the scripting works in this game. Mm-hmm. A really fun way to like put the player at a, at a little bit of a disadvantage in a, in a fight situation where generally they would have an advantage. It's a small room; they can surround the single enemy. It's cool. Yeah, no, I I agree. I think it's a whoever designed that encounter really thought about like what they could do at the time, mm-hmm. and uh, it, it's like just really hard. Yeah. Like, straight up hard. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so I had a good time with that encounter. I really respected it. And I got, like, a bigger shield. Some other stuff like that. Oh, and I also had to beat this encounter with, like, Kagan with a short sword. (laughs) Um, Someone had a katana. I thought, shouldn't Kagan be wielding that plus two warhammer? I actually don't think it's best for him. I think it's best for my... Uh, for the ranger, ah, whatever okay. his name is, for some reason. Kivan. Just, yeah, just numerically. Uh, but yeah, they were having to fight because their weapons had broken. Mm. Okay, so, and that's kind of where we ended. Um, did you, can you flood the mines in Nashkel? I'm unaware. 
I okay. didn't. I, maybe, yeah. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. Anyway, I'll I'll reveal that factoid later. I'll yeah. do some research on it. But uh, so now that we're here at the end, yeah, tell us about Danny's big problem. So as I mentioned before, a confluence of factors kind of presented themselves as a, a perfect storm situation. The first is my reputation was negative or like below neutral, um, so I got that minor drain, right? Uh huh. The second thing is. I kicked out uh, Khalid and Jahir because I wanted to make uh, make room for the Muscle Bros, right? Yeah. Um, and there's a phenomena in this game where, with the exception of people like Emowyn and uh, and characters like Khalid and Jahira, um, all of these little party members have their own um, agenda. They, mm-hmm. Like they're in your party for a reason, or generally they join with a quest in mind. So, for in, example, in your party, that is anabolic steroids. <laughs> yeah, sure, right. Um, but but a good example is Kagan, which mm-hmm. uh, Kunzelman talked about. Kagan's quest last episode. He wants to like he's got to like go find this uh, caravan that's been ransacked. Yep. So, funnily enough, in this episode, on the way to Nashkel, uh, Kagan like leaves in a huff. He, yeah, leaves, hap- he leaves my party in a huff, and then I'm like, okay, well, if I want to keep Kagan, I actually have to go to the area where that um, where the quest trigger is, where he gives up, <laughs> right? Yep. Um, so, yeah, you know how I talked about that last episode. Yeah. Uh, so I guess in my eternal having to reload the game... You forgot, to, you forgot, forgot to go to get to go that back. trigger. Yeah, and so I leave the mines, and as soon as I go back to Nashco, he's like, I'm done with this crap, and just goes away. So <laughs> I added Minsk to my party at the very end. Like, it's okay. the last thing I did today. But, okay, so. So I had that experience, but I was able to, like, I was able to fix it, right? I was mm-hmm. able to go, I was reload, get Kagan, satisfied, whatever. So I go to Nashkel. I no longer have anyone with a healing spell. So as we kind of talked about earlier, when you hit rest, like if you've lost hit points, you hit rest, you wait a number of hours in order for your hit points to recover to full. If you've got that option checked, which you want to, right? Yep. Um, and so I'm resting in Nashkel like every few fights because the Muscle Bros do get hit occasionally and I want to like be ready for whatever the next encounter is. And I notice I'm getting a lot of like dialogue, like a mm-hmm. lot of characters are talking to me. A lot of crosstalk. Uh, a lot of crosstalk. And I don't remember the it used to, I remember when I played it before, there's not a lot of crosstalk. It's like a it's like a occasional thing that, ooh, when it happens, it's like, ooh, that's interesting, right? Mm-hmm. But I remember like twice in a row I would rest and the monk wanted to talk to me. Like as a story, like, oh, advance my story quest type yeah. thing. Uh, apparently in this game, at least in my experience as well, the new characters kind of get treated like the Baldur's Gate 2 characters Interesting. Too, where they each have like a, a dialogue storyline with you. Yeah, so I know, and that's when I notice every time I'm resting, I'm resting for 16 days. <laughs> I have, because I, because my health totals are so high, like, um, <laughs> Balthazar's health is like 52. <laughs> So every time I'm resting, the, the game clock is getting advanced half a month. <laughs> and so what happens is, oh, ab- no. the, immediately after I defeat Mulahay, I rest, and three people leave my party in a huff after that. <laughs> because Min- you... Minsk, Minsk leaves because we haven't gone and saved uh, his lady. Mm-hmm, Dinah here. Dorn leaves because I haven't cooperated with him. Kivon leaves because I haven't gone after that ogre. Dang. And so I'm thinking, well, this is a problem, right? This is Danny's big problem. Is I've some I've like backed myself into a corner, and unfortunately, I cannot get out of it because all of those quests end outside of the mines, and in order to like get to those quests, I have to fast travel, and when I fast travel, it advances the clock and those people leave. Dang. So this is all like no it's the, this perfect storm situation. So obviously I'm a smart player. I, I save I don't just quick save, I do manual saves a lot, right? Okay. Like generally at the beginning of areas. Okay. So I'm kind of like so I'm trying to weigh two options in my head. I'm trying to figure out, okay, well how do I A fix this problem like in a complete way. I don't want to have to deal with this again. And B, how do I you know 
how do I do this in a way where I'm not doing all of this content, like doing three people's quests and like getting Kunzelman and I out of sync, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm scrolling through my my auto saves, and I'm as I'm doing so, I'm I'm coming to a realization. I'm coming to the realization that Balthazar is just being held back here. Balthazar is oh, the star no. of the show. He's killing okay. everything, and th- these these jokers are just blocking his way nine out of ten times. So I'm I'm scrolling through the auto saves, and I'm like, where do I go back to like fix this problem? And the problem becomes clear to me. So I load right after I leave Candlekeep, and then I play up until the end of Nashkel Mines with just Balthazar. Oh my god. So you have abandoned the very idea of NPCs. Yes. That is NPCs are the problem. Balthazar does not need them. Balthazar is level six. Oh my god. Because you are not the way this system works is every yeah. monster you kill, that experience is divided evenly throughout your whole party. So if you never get a full party, you get six times the amount of experience you normally would. Well, <laughs> that's going to make for a very interesting rest it, of the game. And this is the thing, Kunzelman. I don't know if it's possible with a barbarian. I know it's possible with certain other classes. I know it's possible with spellcasters, for example. Mm-hmm. I know that like the wizard slayer is a popular option in order to answer like some of the heavy spellcasting stuff. But Balthazar is committed. And this, is, this isn't just a game thing. Like me being mm-hmm. like, oh, I want to play this. This is Balthazar not wanting to have to deal with all this shit. This is like a man who, <laughs> it's kind of like a, uh, you know, like a never-ending story kind of scenario where you like live, you know, like someone in a in a game or in a in a book or a movie gets to live two lives. <laughs> it's um, the the. Uh, what you, uh, Christmas story or whatever, right? Sure, like Christmas yeah. Story, whatever with Scrooge. What is that? What's that called? No, we know what the 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 oh the Ghost of Christmas Past. That yeah, kind of whatever stuff. that thing is. Yeah, it's that kind of thing. You get to project your whole <laughs> life, and he projected a life where he had to deal with other people. I mean, and the take way their I opinion see- seriously, <laughs> and then he he woke up from that dream. And then lived his life as a free, independent John Galt. I mean, either, I, like, I like that interpretation better than the one I was thinking of, which is, like, you know, he, he falls asleep after, um, after killing this, uh, this nefarious cleric at the bottom of this cave. Mm-hmm. And he has a terrible nightmare about having to put up with, like, five other people, five other dudes, like, all, like, complaining about their workout routines and getting in his way. Mm-hmm. And then, he, and then he's he's like weak. He's like a like half as strong as he is today. And he wakes up in a cold sweat, <laughs> and he realizes, oh, oh, it's okay. I'm level six. I'm alone. It's fine. <laughs> it's an alternate pass. Yeah. <laughs> oh dang. Uh, an Owl Creek Bridge scenario. Yeah. So I don't know. It may very well be that this decision is bad for the podcast. It may be <laughs> that this decision. Of like, okay, foregoing a bunch of NPC content is bad, or it could be really good. It could, it could be, be really good. It could be that this completely different way of experiencing this content and the different strategic problems that I'm going to face because of it will be fodder for future episodes. I don't know. I made a call. I was fucking <laughs> sick and tired of that shit. <laughs> like the character was, I was, I reloaded. Oh, it's yeah. been, it's been so much Are you still much resting better. for 16 days? Um, yeah, but the problem, the, the thing is, it doesn't matter. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Nobody's mm. nobody's complaining to me. I don't have Khalid and Jahir being, oh, we need to blah, blah, blah. Kirk no. on dash cow. <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, and, and I mean, in even worst case scenario, you get to a part where you cannot continue. You could always just go recruit a bunch of NPCs. Yeah, and I think they get uh, they get a little level boost depending on when you recruit them. Yeah. Um, the only characters I've ever had in my party since like replaying it are Emowyn. Emowyn forces herself into your party even if you say no. Mm-hmm. Um, so I immediately kicked her out. And I let Dorn in, and then I took his sword and then I kicked him out because he's got a plus one two-handed sword with a bunch of sweet abilities. So oh. there's also that. 
like a special sword. Yeah, it's called Rancor, and every time you kill an enemy with it, you get plus one to your Thaco. Dank forever? No, until no, like that a, can't for, be a, forever. for a twenty-four hour period. That's pretty good, though. Yeah, that's a solo in sword. It is. All right. Well, <laughs> that was I a really dropped, episode. Dropped a dropped a bomb on you. There. I know. I'm gonna. That'll be a strong promotional option for this episode. <laughs> the big okay. reveal. Yeah. No. For yeah, we gotta cut a promo for it. Oh man. <laughs> okay. So I guess next episode we will. I guess proceed all the way to Baldur's Gate. No, no, that's not what we do next, right? I think that uh, there's well, some look, bandits. To there's be some. Care there's of. some stuff we're gonna have to take care of between now and Baldur's Gate. We're and you know I I feel like Kunzman and I are gonna end up playing and we'll we'll know like we'll just be deep in our bones. We'll know that's the stopping point. That's that episode. Mm-hmm. But so if you're playing along, just uh, read our minds. <laughs> <laughs> or ask us on Twitter. Or ask us on Twitter. That, that's a good option. Or, mm-hmm. uh, and you know, I don't know if you noticed, Kunzelman, I commented on one of the videos <gasps> on YouTube. I didn't see that. I have. So, a, you have pulled me from a non internet presence to one comment on a YouTube video. I, I haven't seen that. So, yeah, I was going to say, if you, uh, you know, um, if you want to talk about this, you can see I, I just burped right, right into my hand. <laughs> um, I, that's the best way to self promote. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, you can go on Twitter uh, in the description. Uh, you can chat with me on there. You can chat in the YouTube comments. Uh, we have a pretty good comment section, I think, for yeah. uh, for Mages and Murder Dads. Um, and apparently you can talk to Danny through there. Yeah. All right. So uh, thanks so much for listening slash watching this week. Um, we need a catchphrase at the end. What's our catchphrase? Mm. Should we open up a poll? Yeah. Tell us what our catchphrase should be. Uh, and you'll win a prize. We'll give you something. Yeah, because we've still got basically until Trump's second term. This is how long this uh, yeah this video oh, yeah. series no, no, is gonna no. last. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've got uh, those Boston Dynamics robots are gonna be patrolling the streets, <laughs> and we're not gonna have anything else to do. So yeah, uh, we'll be on Baldur's Gate too then. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that'll be around that time. All right. So uh, all right. Thanks for listening this week. Uh, I'm Cameron. I'm Danny. And uh, this was Mages and Murder Dads. Ciao.